in three, two, one. John, are we live? We are live, sir. That was the slowest three, two, one countdown you've ever done. That was like a three, two, one. I was building suspense. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to our 21st episode of Wheelhouse. I'm super, super excited today. We got an amazing show. We got um, Jennifer Crawford from Ask Jennifer, All Things Detroit. She's going to be coming to us from Skype. I think we got Skype sorted out again. So I'm excited to have her on from uh, Detroit. And then we got Paul Conrad on from our very own WGN Morning News. We're going to talk about news, weather, and a whole lot of other cool stuff with him. But John, um, are we going to do our shout-outs first before we jump in, or are we going to do Skype and then some shout-outs? Uh, let's, I tell you what, why don't we do a quick shout-out. I'm going to let you go first, and then we'll talk with Jennifer, and then I'll give my shout-out. Well, so John, every week, out-shout-outs me. Every single week, he one-ups my shout-out. So I think what he's trying to do is see how my shout-out sounds, and then right. think about it for 20 minutes and one-up me again. <laughs> Damn it. Good, uh, good, good move there. Well, my shout outs really to, um, I guess my crew from this weekend, I went racing and, uh, I got to give Adam from Goldcrest my big shout out. It was his birthday on Sunday and we had some issues with brakes. I drove about eight hours Saturday night to get a new brake set and Sunday was Adam's birthday. Adam woke up at 3am to put my brakes on before, our first uh, warm-up session of the morning so I could go out and race, and we did really, really well. So I got to give Adam a shout-out. Um, happy birthday to him, and uh, what a nice guy for all weekend looking out for me and then also uh, working extra, extra hard on his weekend. So shout-out to him. Shout-out to everybody from Goldcrest. Um, you guys made my weekend kind of kick butt. Um, shout-out to a couple of my uh, buddies, uh, Alan and Maxine, getting married this weekend. Looking forward to that. And then... Um, our Main Street Real Estate Group is going to be having a um, a booth at the um, it's a, it's a new fair. It's called the County Fair at Six Corners in Chicago. So if you guys are around, it's going to be more like a county fair instead of a street festival. Um, show up this Saturday and Sunday um, from noon to five o'clock. Actually, I think Saturday is noon to ten o'clock. But I know I'm going to be there from noon to 5. And then again on Sunday from noon to 5, we're going to have a uh, face painter for the kids. We're giving away kids' bikes, adults' bikes. Um, and yeah, those are my shout-outs. Are we those. good with Skype? Well, I seem to have lost Jennifer. I can see Jennifer. So I can hear her. I can hear her too. So I tell you what you're going to do. Go ahead and start the uh, nice conversation. I'm going to get Jennifer back on screen. Uh, do you want me to start with Jennifer? Absolutely. Jennifer, can you hear us? Uh, I can hear you guys great. Perfect. Um, so Jennifer, tell me, I, I read a little bit about you and you fill out our questionnaire and you do a lot of things, a lot of amazing things. You have Ask Jennifer, All Things Detroit, and then the new All Things Marketplace that you're working on, which I think is a fantastic idea. Go ahead and tell us how, um, how you started with Ask Jennifer and um, All Things Detroit and how it's now turned into All Things Marketplace as well. Just, uh, I, I called it tamper picking purchase at one point 
I love it. Now tell me about all things Detroit. I know you guys host a lot of events out in Detroit. Um, what are you guys doing with that? And I see that you guys are hosting continuous business events throughout the year. I love that. It's a giver's gain mindset. You know, a lot of different businesses learning from one another and you, you know, obviously doing your best to consult and help these businesses develop. It's such an awesome giver's gain mindset. And I really do think that's the best way for businesses to grow is to, you know, learn and work with one another. Uh, are, are you guys planning on going outside of Detroit as well? Or is Detroit going to kind of be the, the hub and then, uh, you know, continue doing events there? I love that. Are you originally uh, born and raised in Detroit? I love that. And small business pop-ups. Tell us about that as well because I, I read that you guys are doing some pop-ups. Boy, you are busy. You guys are doing so, so many different things. And you have a podcast, you have a podcast yourself, right? I love that. And it's a very honest take into being an entrepreneur. I tell all of my agents, 
I have as much anxiety as they do all the time. And I, th- I feel like a lot of small business owners, when they first start, they think anxiety is a negative thing that they should be able to get over. Or or they look at you know somebody who's successful and think they must not have this anxiety. But I tell them all the time, I have anxiety always. It's just... M- becoming better at managing it and not looking at it like it's a negative thing. So I love that you guys touch on that. Have you yourself got better at dealing with the anxiety of being a small business owner? I love that. And it sounds like it pushes you like it does probably most successful entrepreneurs. It pushes you to constantly evolve your business and to come up with new interesting ideas. I mean, you're doing so many different things for small businesses and you're you're hosting so many different events. I'm sure, you know, a part of what you're doing is because you're constantly driven by wanting to do more and uh, do better. I love that. Um, any anything that you want to announce that's coming up kind of soon out in Detroit that you guys are hosting? Well, I have a lot of folks that I know in Detroit, so I'm definitely going to push this out to them. And most of them are actually small business owners. What what day is it? It's Sunday, November 4th, and the hours are from 11 to 4. Okay, great. And they can just download the mobile apps, and from there they're going to have a lot more information about what's going on at those days? Oh. That's awesome. And if they if somebody wants to get a hold of you for Ask Jennifer, how do they get a hold of you? If someone wants to get a hold of me, they can actually follow me on all of Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ask Jennifer. That's A S K J E N N Y F E R and also at AskJennifer.com. 
Awesome. So I don't know if anybody could see you, but I'm pretty certain everybody could hear you. So I'm glad we had you on. We, John and I are going to get the Skype thing worked out sooner rather than later. It worked. Uh, John, I think it worked the last time we did it, and we thought we had this thing down. This yeah, magic of Skype. Internationally, Skype is not all that magical for us. No, it is not. Yeah, we got to figure that out. But Jennifer, thank you so much for, um, for taking the time to at least talk to us. Um, I love what you're doing in Detroit. And if you guys are doing something in Chicago, again, let John and I know. I'm actually going to be out of town in November when you guys host this. But you're right. It's not that far of a drive. So I'm going to send John up. I'm going to put John in a car and send him up. <laughs> Of course, of course. And thank you for everything you're doing. I mean, small businesses really benefit from being able to learn from other people who were successful, other businesses that were successful. And what you're doing is really such an awesome giver's gain um, mission. So thank you so much and uh, keep on kicking butt. All right. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, John. Ooh, We're gonna you you're gonna have it out with Skype, aren't you? I sure am. I absolutely am. For those of you watching, and we do have a ton of people who are still watching. Thanks for watching. We were trying to get Jennifer on Skype via uh, both audio and video, but we for whatever reason we keep having issues with Skype. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and there's it's no rhyme or rhythm because no. we're doing the same exact thing every time. It yep. worked when I was in Italy. Yeah, so I was for about literally 10 just on my phone's Wi-Fi in Italy, and we were fine. Yeah, absolutely. And then we had the last Skype that worked from Florida, but I don't know, I don't know what's going I just, on. Trying to scramble, and I'm glad that everybody was able to hear her yeah. because she's an awesome person, and she does great work. And uh, I know that we had, a, we had complications last time as well, and she was so gracious. She's like, absolutely, I'll come back on anytime you guys have it figured out. And I'm like, oh, we got to figure it out. And then I, I was even boasting. I'm like, we did an international. We got, this is nothing. We, we'll have it. Well, that's absolutely. why you're going to have to drive to Detroit now to make it up to her. Yeah, I don't, Just I you. don't know exactly how that translates. Yeah. Bad <laughs> Skype, me going to Detroit. We'll figure it out. How about your shout out? Come on, one up me so I can get to Paul here. <laughs> Go ahead. Figure. Uh, so let me, let me think about this for one second. Oh, uh, big shout out to Tim Frank. He was here uh, a couple weeks ago, and he's the gentleman that uh, markets and runs the uh, American Lobster Fest, Great American Lobster Fest on Navy Pier. Uh, Maggie and I were there Saturday. Um, fantastic music, great lobster, a lot of people, a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't realize how much stuff you can make with lobster. There were lobster tacos and lo lobster pastries and just lobster, lobster. Uh, so that was a ton of fun. And then... Uh, we went out, my goddaughter turned 21, and we went out and celebrated with her. So big shout out to Jordan Thompson for being awesome. Uh, we had a great time celebrating with her. Tim Frank, thanks so much for having us as your guest at, at the Great American Lobster Fest. And, uh, and Maggie's mom, I know I mentioned last week, but yesterday was her birthday. So once again, happy birthday, Fran. Awesome. That's all I got, man. You you had more shout outs than I did this time. Uh, we, I know, but you know, little, little, just thank yous. It was more thank yous. No, people that's. Were, people are being very nice and deserve to be celebrated. I, I'm bummed I missed the uh, Lobster Fest. I, I really wanted to go to that. So um, yeah, shout out to him. That that was a cool event the last time I went, and I'm bummed I, I didn't get to go this year. Next year, we'll make sure that we can uh, figure it out. I know that you were, you were racing. 
Because yep. again, you were up in Wisconsin, which I know we already discussed, but I don't know if they always fall on the same weekend. Always Labor Day. Ah. Always Labor well, Day weekend. We'll have to uh, go to one of his other markets. Yeah, that's right. He's going in different places yeah. now. So. All right. So I'm excited to have this guy on. He's already helped me out before we got on air about figuring out which weather apps to use so that I, I can properly predict whether I got to use rain tires or dry tires. Um, Paul Conrad from WGN Morning News. Thank you so much for coming on. We um, are excited to have you. Um, tell everybody who's uh, watching and listening how you got involved with news and weather. Uh, boy, that's a, it's a long time ago. Um, but uh, I came out of Northwestern, uh, did grad school there back in 1988, and uh, took my first job as a news photographer in Selma, Alabama. Which if you've ever been there, man, that's... I have not, but This is the time to get down there where it's (laughs) like like 95 in Schwitze. So I worked as a photographer there for a while, and that's a tough job. Um, You're running around shooting video of stuff that no one... You don't really want to see a lot of accidents. And when you're in Selma, also, you got a lot of like... uh, they might have a new bicycle rack that they've installed in town. <laughs> yeah. Part of our hard-hitting news was to get a good shot of that. So anyhow, I did that, and I had a couple experiences where uh, I'm uh, having to uh, cover some stories that I felt like I was compromised. Uh, I'll never forget. Uh, I had gotten a call that I needed to go cover a story about this 16-year-old boy who was shot and killed in his front yard. And I pull up, and um, there's this dead boy laying in the front yard. His body had not been covered yet. I'd gotten there fast. And um, the mother and the sister were in complete hysterics. Uh, And it was kind of chaos as I'm standing there. And uh, so, you know, I get the camera out, and I'm shooting some of this. I'm thinking, this is just horrific. Like, this is not anything that I want to... In all honesty, I felt guilty because my heart wanted to comfort the mother and the sister. Sure. And my job didn't entail that. Right. And um, so um, I got the video that I needed. I wound up talking to the police media guy got his interview and I called the station said hey I'm coming back I got what I need and my news director says did you get the interview with the mom and I said no uh, she is really torn up and uh, she's not in good shape and I just don't feel good about doing it and uh, he says well get that interview and call me back so um, as I'm trying to find the words to say. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what to do. The competing station goes right up and they get the interview with her. And I'm sitting there thinking, I still don't feel good about doing it. So I call the station back. I say, I, I just don't feel right about doing it. And the news director says, that's fine. You're fired. Uh, you oh. can drop off your gear when you get back to the station. It's, um, we'll find someone else who will do your job. <sighs> I'm like, okay, I'll get the interview because, you know, you need... Right. You need a job. Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, I'm trying to figure out, boy, I guess all I can do is go up there and just offer her my condolences. And uh, there's this authentic side of me that I just felt like, man, I'm compromising myself here. This is the moment. And so I went up and I just said, listen, I'm really sorry um, 
for what has just played out here and for your loss. And the words that came out of my mouth were, maybe there's something you can tell me um, that you saw or about your son that will help us find the person who did this. And it was the only way that I could stand in front of her and have her to, to take something from her, right? Right. Uh, because she was in this moment where she had lost everything, and I'm up there asking to take something from her. I'm thinking, this sucks. This yeah. is, and it was on that day, as I came back to the station, I got the interview, I felt com- like I completely compromised my values. And I have to say, there are plenty of great people who do this work every day who believe, and they are correct, that maybe there's some information here that will help this out in the long haul. And I'm not in any way being negative on those people. I'm just saying in my DNA, I don't have that. Right. Um, It's hard to, either you have it or you don't have it. I don't have it. So um, I go back to the station and turns out my best friend at the station at the time was the weather guy. And he says, yeah, that's, that's a crap situation you're in. But listen, you need to be in the weather office. You should come back here. And this is, there's, this is a far better place to be. If you're going to be in the news business, this is the place to be. He goes, if you want, I will teach you and train you. We can meet every week. And we did. Um, so it was from there that eventually I was able to put a, a weather tape together. This guy was awesome. Like He took me under his wing showed me how to forecast, did all the things that you're hoping a mentor will do. was patient, generous, like uh, probably one of the most important people in my career uh, just because he was generous, right? And um, that goes a long way. I don't think people recognize, I think we're so self-consumed, but this idea of passing something on or gifting somebody something was huge. And he did that with me. And six months later, I had a resume tape together and I showed it to the boss because we had a weekend opening and he's like yeah we'll throw you on there and so then I started uh did some coursework in meteorology to kind of balance out everything that this guy had taught me and from there I started doing weather and haven't looked back so the rest is history yeah but it starts off rocky that career starts off rough so it wasn't like a love for weather. You did obviously have yeah. a love for news in some capacity. Right. Yeah. And it was that scenario that was kind of the aha moment. For yeah. You and I had to find, um, truth be known, I had to find, if I'm going to stay in that industry, I have to find somewhere where I feel like I'm using my strengths, my talents, and yeah. something that I really enjoy. And it takes a while to find that, right? So even when I left, uh, that was in Selma, when I came to Chicago, uh, in the early 90s to work for CLTV. We were doing 24-hour news for CLTV, and I was doing 27 weather hits a morning. Whoa. And wow. it was just like a factory. You're kicking them out. And at the time, no one was – I don't think anyone even knew CLTV was out of the air, so it was probably the best place. But I got like 15 years' experience in two years doing these 27 weather hits a morning. But it was in that time period that you begin to kind of identify, this is what I'm good at, this is yeah. where I feel comfortable. And so now I'm part of this show where I really feel like um, I'm in a good spot. I'm able yeah. to use my um, kind of personality a little bit more, my sarcasm, and I'm in a place where I've got really great relationships. Yeah. And it all works out really well. And I should say, this is a little self-promoting, but I believe this is month 96 in a row that WGN Morning News has been number one in the ratings for Very people good. who That's are under awesome. the age of 100 or something. So, yeah, Absolutely. it's great. 
You know what's great about you guys is your dynamic. We're talking off air a little bit. The dynamic of everybody on your morning show is fun. It's not a boring morning show. It's uh-huh. a fun dynamic between you guys. Yeah. And I think uh, ultimately, like I've been working with Larry and Robin since 1996. And um, what's true is that we authentically really care for each other. We authentically really get along with each other. We authentically like each other. And um, I think that provides a safety, right, for like Larry at time. I'll never forget this one morning. Larry called Robin on the air. I want to say something like uh, she was dressed like a pirate hooker whore or something, right? (laughs) And um, the irony was after that morning show, we all got called into the office by the (laughs) news director. And he is ripping us to shreds because they started some new music bed with the show that sucked. And um, a couple of us had made some comments about how we didn't like it on the air. But he ripped us a new one about this music. And Larry stops him and says, hey, listen. I just called Robin a pirate whore on the air. You care about this music thing more than that? He's like, I don't care about that. So there's something about the safety of those relationships where we really can kind of harass each other, and it's safe. We really do care about each other, and it's, I think it's authentic, and I think that's what matters. Yeah, to it really does come off authentic. The, your, your back and forth seems very organic, and it seems like the relationships are there, yeah. which is fun to watch. You don't want it to sound robotic, or at least when we're watching it, we don't want it to. You know, we talked a little bit off air. It's you know, it's this segment, then this segment, then right. this segment, and it's not. It's not fun to watch. That. Right. I think there's this. Um, I find TV news incredibly boring and incredibly predictable. Like you know exactly how everything's going to line up. You know they're going to have some stupid witty banter. You know back and forth, and it's all predictable. And to me, it's not worth watching. Um, and you know, I when they initially were casting WGN, the morning news show, uh, I didn't get hired. I was the runner-up. And so I t- took this job in Tampa, Florida, and I would watch the show from Tampa. Uh, and once they started getting the cast together, there were these moments where I'm like, I got to keep watching these guys because there's actually something authentic, and they're kind of breaking the rules. Like, they're not... I'm watching this and no one's doing, you shouldn't be doing this on TV. And we kind of, as I joined in, like we've kind of had this mindset of, let's, it's all right, let's break some rules because the other stuff is really pretty predictable. Everyone's doing it the exact same way. And uh, I think that's been part of the success also. I love it. Um, has weather, pr- predicting weather and uh, reporting on weather changed a lot with technology in the last it's 10 It's amazing, years? yeah. Just our ability. I think we're far more accurate than we used to be. But also... We're in this age now where everyone's got radars on their phone and they're getting yeah. these emergency alerts. And frankly, I think it puts us in a little bit more challenging position. The reality is the forecast that I gave you this morning isn't terribly different from the forecast that Tracy Butler or Andy Avalos or anybody else up and down the dial gave in that morning. So, And frankly, it's sometimes quicker and easier to get it right off your phone the technology and the advancement in forecasting is amazing. But to me, the change in how people are using it is even more different because we used to do this thing where we would tease, hey, coming up in 20 minutes, 
we'll show you the seven-day forecast. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, that, anyone who's doing that today is a complete imbecile because uh, you're telling people, just go to your phone. It's on the phone. You don't, we don't need to wait for anything anymore. Yeah. Um, and I, we have to push back on some of that even to this. Like this morning, we had this thing where we were trying to join WGN Radio in progress as they were talking to Rahm Emanuel here the day after he announces his, he's not running. And we could not get the audio or the video to work live right. on our show. And it right. was another one of those technical snafus where we were going into the crapper fast. And I sat there thinking, isn't this amazing that we can't get a signal tuned in with all the technology, all the people we have working. But the reality is I just need to get on my phone and open up the WGN radio app, and I've got it right here, and I can play it for you, which is essentially what, what we did. Exactly. And so there's this technology curve that we're kind of caught. I think we're a little behind on, but it's where everyone's going, and yeah, we've got to figure out. I, I think TV, local TV news is going the way of your local TV newspaper. It's not going the right direction. So they've got to find a way to keep people engaged. Well, you made John feel better. WGN this morning had oh, yeah. issues with audio yeah. and yeah, it, it, video. Yeah, John's like, there. yeah, they yeah. had issues. Yeah. I'm Things okay happen. having issues yeah. then. Things do. Things happen. I was, I was actually I was watching the broadcast, and I don't know if it was you or Pat that did that with yeah. the phone. I handed him my phone. And, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. And Larry got up and just walked away. Right, yeah. Larry's <laughs> had a short patience lately. Well, you have some fans, obviously. And um, Jeff Hoover. Oh, yeah. He said, ask Paul about his new segment, quote, is it infected? Oh, yeah. So Jeff, I have to say, is more than a friend. He's a coworker and a friend. Uh, he's great. Uh, so I've got this segment that I've been trying to do because, again, uh, trying to break these rules, right? Yeah. And uh, I, <laughs> it's this awful idea where you bring somebody on and they've got some kind of an infection maybe it's a scab i got a guy who sent me a picture he's got a blue mark on the top of his head uh and so what i do is i look at it and by the way i have no medical experience whatsoever <laughs> i look at it uh and then i've got a doctor on the phone and uh, he's watching on tv and uh, then we let all the viewers decide is it infected or not infected it's a yes no and then we'll take a break. Then we come back, and the doctor lets everybody know if it was infected or not <laughs> infected. And, you know, it's, it's about as dumb uh, and simple as can be. Uh, but uh, it's also, I think that's another one of those things. We're looking for more. I, I tell you, when I ask people to send me pictures of their infections, I have to say congratulations to these people who are, I had a guy who sent me a picture of the bottom of his foot, but the way he was contorted it's in order to get, he gave me more than I could have ever asked for. Uh, but it, so that's the segment and we're continuing to try to develop that. That so. is cool. I mean, that's what you need. It's fun. It's lively. People right. will tune in for that. Stuff. No one will ever steal that idea. I remember presenting it for the first <laughs> time in one of our sweeps meetings and the room <laughs> was dead silent like he's not really going to do this I'm like yeah let's why not sure it's dumb i love it i know it's that's the catchy stuff people want to have fun and catchy right now. i love that you guys are doing that we have uh james which is actually jim because he's got a it's a facebook name that's not his real name all right yeah he says paul is my se oh that's kind of mean paul is my second favorite weather guy behind the one and only tom skilling. hey listen that's a compliment to uh, me. yeah i'm not good insulted old tom. in any way shape or form working with skilling is uh, one of the most amazing 
experiences. I grew up here, so I grew up watching skilling. And I tell you, every time you see the guy, I, I feel incredibly inadequate and like I am the biggest moron <laughs> in the planet, right? And uh, But he is really a uh, brilliant guy. I got to tell you, there have been times that I look at him and I'm like, how does this guy's mind how does he do all this stuff, right? Like we had one day it rained 3.2 some inches of rain in an hour. And Tom said, hey, how much was that that hour? I go 3.2 something. And in his head, he mathematically calculated the millions of gallons of water that were falling per second in Cook County. Wow. And that's a big ass number. Yeah. And uh, like it would take me a week just to find the formula. And then <laughs> when I did the math, I would likely get the math wrong. And uh, I screw it all up. And this guy's got it going on in his head. He's got this amazing brain and his passion behind it. We had guys coming in to sell us satellite data. And they just have this monitor up. And there's a storm loop of the United States running. And they're trying to show off the quality of their satellite imagery. And Tom goes, oh, I remember that. That's May 14th, uh, 1997. We had a high that day of 84. And I'm like... What? I couldn't tell you what I forecast 10 minutes ago. This guy's pulling stuff out from like eight years ago. So he's just got this brilliant capacity to recall stuff. He's a phenomenal teacher. No one loves it or is more passionate about it than him. So it's really kind of cool to be in the yeah. same office with him. I always I think there's not one person who works in that office who doesn't feel incredibly inadequate every time you walk in. Well, his passion comes through. I mean, that e we were talking about the eclipse when yeah. he did the eclipse. I mean, how passionate he was in that moment, and yeah. it came off so authentic. It yeah. it's, must be a, an awe-inspiring thing to work next to as Yeah, well. it really is, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, you guys, are you still doing the Friday forecaster? We are. We're starting it right back up here now okay. on Friday. So it's a, one of my... Favorite things. Again, it's That's another cool. one of those things where you put a kid who's anywhere from five to 10 years old on camera. And to me, the best part of it is you have no idea whether this kid is going to be able to pull this off or not. <laughs> and uh, we haven't had many you know, breakdowns on it. It's worked pretty much every time. Uh, but I kind of like that segment because you, there's a little bit of suspense in there and the beauty of kids and their innocence. I think the younger they are, the less aware they are of the fact that they could really sure. pull some stuff off. So I love sure. that segment. You know what's crazy is when I was a little kid, the Weather Channel had like these Weather Channel kits and competitions. Yeah. And I used to actually love weather. My parents used to be like, why do you only watch the Weather Channel? And that's all I used to watch. Yeah, interesting. I always wanted to chase a storm. I always yeah. wanted to do that. And I've never done it. Uh, have you ever done that? I've not. Not. I don't have a desire to either, to be <laughs> honest with you. When I was in Montgomery, uh, we had a tornado go literally past the station by about 600 yards. And our power was locked, knocked out. We were helpless. We had nothing we could do. So I just happened to go out because I knew that something was coming through. And watch, this was at night. It was hard to see. But when you're close enough to it, you're like, oh, I am very vulnerable. And yeah. I am minutiae. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe, I'm getting older now, too. When I was a kid, I wanted to do that. I was talking to people about racing cars earlier today, and I said, I'm probably much less of a risk taker today than I was right. 20 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe I wouldn't. I'd probably see it and be like, yeah, I'll go the other way. Right, yeah. But in Tampa, you because you were in Tampa as well, yeah. you probably saw some pretty big storms. Yeah, you know, I think we had one hurricane that came through there. Tampa was one of these crazy markets to work in where it was the easiest place to forecast like 99.9% .9 of the time every day. High temperature of 92 degrees, a 30% <laughs> chance for a late afternoon shower, thunderstorm, and an overnight low of 73. Like, it, it was that way about eight months of the year. And uh, every so often you get a hurricane come through. Otherwise, pretty traditional stuff.
<laughs> Denise asked a really funny question. Do you, Larry and Robin, ever have sleepovers on a Saturday night? <laughs> dot, 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 at Skillings? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Not anymore. We usually <laughs> on Friday nights. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, I tell you what, uh, though I have to also give a lot of credit to this Robin Baumgarten is She's a great. gem, Amazing. right? Like what I love about her is that she is the real deal. She, um, she is comfortable saying what probably 90% of people think uh, the research that we have just, she's off the charts because I think especially for women watching women on TV, uh, and I'll kind of go into this cause I know Robin and I, Robin and I were both, uh, rejected by the same news agent, uh, basically because we weren't pretty enough. <laughs> and I think what makes Robin work is that beyond, she's just not another pretty face, right? Like she's got all kinds of personality. She's willing to say stuff that people are like, that's exactly how I feel. And I think women especially adore her. Yeah, she's she's awesome. And I again, you guys have such a fun dynamic. And I, I feel like you guys res- respect each other on levels yeah. like that. So it yeah. really, really helps. Yeah, it's interesting when you're as close to each other every day for the last 20, I've been there 22 years now, and um, we have all walked through life uh, together. I think when we started there, we were all single, and uh, so we've been around each other for a long time. I think we care for each other a ton. And now you have four kids? I've got four kids, yeah. Any of them want to go into weather or news? Uh, You know, my daughter, who is seven, yesterday uh, said to me that there was a 30% chance for rain. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, huh, where's that? She's the only one who's ever once kind of talked about that stuff. But I don't don't get any sense that any of them are dying to get involved with it. It might change. You never know. Seven's kind of early. It's funny. I put up a post on uh, my uh, Facebook uh, a week ago. And I was at my dad's house, and I had one of those. I wrote it in fifth grade. What do you want to be when you grow oh, up? Yeah, yeah. And it was either a doctor or a basketball player. Now, I'm five foot seven, right. so that would have never happened. <laughs> right, but right. my imagination of what I could have done in fifth grade changed yeah, dramatically you'd ever, you'd from, ever know. from Absolutely. then. Um, are you from around the I grew area? up in Naperville. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I went to um, Wabonzi Valley High School. Okay. Uh, in Aurora, and then I uh, went to DePaul for my undergraduate degree, and I actually have an undergraduate degree in acting from the Goodman School of Drama at DePaul, which was great, yeah, useful, I suppose. And then went to Northwestern after that, but um, my family's all still here now, which is Awesome. Great. We have a, why do you love horses so much? And uh, I'm interested to hear this, because yeah. I am terrified yeah. of horses. I don't like, this is a sarcastic question. I'm not a big horse person. Neither am I. Uh, I feel like they are... Um, riding on the dole uh, way too much. They're not contributing. Back in the day, they were really <laughs> giving. Like, they were plowing. They were working. <laughs> yeah. Now, like 98% of them aren't doing jack squat. They're I standing around out in fields, eating grass. You know, there's a handful that are doing kids' birthday parties and another handful that are, like, doing police work and racetrack stuff. But the great majority of them not contributing. You can't milk them. Nope. You, you, you can't eat them. You know, they're... they're and so my conviction is they got to step it up yeah. Uh, or let's get rid of them. Let's send them to some country and put them on treadmills or something. But if you're going to be here, I feel like you need to contribute or you, gotta get, you get less space or something. And they're not good pets. They're I, not good pets. Some I, of these horse owners hate my guts because I always say that they, they, 
They're expensive also. Really? I, so I am with you on this. All right, so good. We, we've talked about this so on the show. So we're up to three people now. <laughs> I, I, my sister had a horse, and she's rode horses her whole life. All right, I'm yeah. terrified of them. Yeah. I've been kicked off. I've been bit. Yeah. I've been rubbed alongside a fence. And people yeah. are like, horses, you know, horses are smart. I'm like, no, 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 no. My dog is pretty smart. Yeah. Humans are really smart. Horses yeah. are not that smart. No, they're selfish also. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you 100%. All right, good. So we got that in common. Yeah, I'm glad we got that squared away, not, too. Not a big fan That always of helps. People, the horse lovers love when I get into oh, this. So. Um, we're going to get my sister and all of her horseback riding yeah. friends soon enough. She's in Ireland and Scotland right now, so oh, probably good. not listening. But right. when she gets back, she'll listen and say, damn you guys. Right, you're idiots. Um, <laughs> so whether, is it predictable? You know, I know a day or two or three days. When does it become somewhat unpredictable, at least in the Midwest? And I'm guessing it's, and this is a total guess, it depends on where you are in the country and the world. Yeah, and somewhat. Um, I would say I have confidence in what I, I have high confidence in what I'm doing typically out to three days or so. Okay. But uh, like even right now, so this is probably a great example. It's uh, 345. Uh, my son has a baseball game tonight at seven o'clock in Evergreen Park. And so all afternoon, I've gotten various messages. Hey, are we going to be able to play tonight or not play tonight? And um, I'm reduced to saying, yeah, we got about a 60% chance uh, <laughs> we're going to see some rain. So as far as really getting into micro forecasting down to the next few hours, that, that's still challenging, especially in situations like this. But, uh, you know, like being able to generically say, are we going to have rain here tonight? I'm quite confident that where our accuracy is increasing. But I still don't think that we're ever going to get to that point where you can say, all right, 745 uh, Evergreen Park is going to be getting hit, unless yeah. you give that forecast at like 730. Do people bother you all the time when they're about to plan for something? Yeah, like, hey, that one I, I will say. <laughs> I get a lot of text messages. And when the storms come, I know that people are like, all right, crap. What do we do here? Do we play? Do we send? Do we do cancel practice? What do we do? We have a lot of people thanking you guys for um, everything you guys do on the show. We have Sharon, uh, Jim again, uh, Jeff. I'm not. I'm not pre-reading these, so some of these. Yeah, may, yeah. Uh, that's all right. Jeff said, "Would Paul rather take a road trip to Toledo with Larry or Robin?" Oh, that's a good. Question. And who would win in a staring contest between uh, Tom? And uh, Mariel Claire, boxers or briefs or commando? He's got a lot of questions for you. He does. He's not right in the head, clearly. <laughs> uh, the staring contest, I'm pretty sure that Mario Claire would be Tom Skilling. Uh, it's uh, Tom uh, Mikaitis. Oh, Tom Mikaitis, our uh, terrorism expert. Uh, that's a good. <laughs> I'm going to go with Tom Mikaitis on that one then. And uh, road trip, I have, if I had to choose between Larry and Robin, uh, I know Robin might be hurt by this, but I'm going to go with Larry. Okay. All right. Uh, well, Je Jeff keeps yeah. putting you on the spot there. Yeah. And um, favorite uh, memory of Camp Paradise? Ooh, so Camp Paradise is this camp up in northern Michigan in the UP of Michigan that I take my kids to, my, young, my kids when they're young, and it's a week in the wilderness, and it's, it's put on by Willow Creek Church. But it's this week where there's no electricity, there's no like flush toilets. It's you're really out there letting it all hang out. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's really I, I think it's like this perfect place. There's also no cell service. There's nothing you can plug anything into anyhow. And so for me, I just take one of my children and to be able to spend five days with them one on one, no distractions, not only with technology but 
they're not competing for my attention and we can just be one-on-one with each other. That to me is like the best week any person could ask for. My favorite activity up there, uh, I guess it's just that one-on-one time with my my son. It's It's a blast though. The UP can get pretty remote up there. It can. Like, it is, you don't, they, even when camp gets going, they're like, hey, listen, if you've got some kind of medical issue, you need to let us know as soon as possible because you got to get across the river, then you got to get down this path, and it's, you're in the wilderness. The mosquitoes are amazing. And they got some wildlife. I think you got bears up there. And Yeah, I had a deer uh, my way back, in fact, last year, uh, and it turns out he didn't have insurance. Uh, But, um, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's an interesting place. I I have wanted for so long to get away someplace and just unplug. And I feel like I just get anxiety. Even when I went to Italy, my phone turned into, you know, international and people are calling me and bugging me. But right. that's got to be awesome to just unplug for five it's days. It's the best, yeah. I don't away. think you realize how Dependent. much you use it, right, until you just can't, until you can't use it. And you're like, ah, oh, this is great. That'd it takes awesome. a good 36, 48 hours to get that itch out of you. Yeah. <laughs> the anxiety yeah. gone. yeah. <laughs> At least for you, it'll be good. Nobody's asking you what the weather's right, going to be yeah, like tomorrow. Right, yeah, that's the best, yeah. Do you feel like weather is, and I was talking about this with one of my friends who knew you were coming on air. He said, ask this question. He said, ask him if he thinks weather is getting more extreme or not. You know, are our storms getting bigger? Yeah. Is there uh, any truth to there's that? Some, there's potentially some evidence. There's also been some evidence, even just, we've not had huge, uh, our number of severe weather events in the United States in the last five years, is kind of, it's kind of been tranquil. It hasn't been a ton of huge tornadoes. And uh, I don't know if it's becoming more frequent or not. I, I, I think there's a lot of, um, we're in this complicated time where everyone in the media is desperate to get ratings, right? Yeah. Like, and everyone in social media is desperate to get clicks and looks and likes and i don't know this is where you would have to be a climatologist or get the stats on it but it seems to me like we are overwhelmed with all this hype i know that like the network national morning shows whenever there's some weather event that's their lead story and they go with it time and time again like this tropical storm gordon you know every network has got their guy down there for this tropical storm that you know had 47 mile an hour winds you know as they came ashore and Sometimes we treat everything like it's the end of the world. And then there are other things that are playing out, like the fires in California. So I don't know. I don't have an honest, legitimate answer. It's funny you said that because my my response was, I feel like people glorify things on on media now. I feel like you go to Facebook and everyone's like, oh, my God, look at all the snow in my backyard. Whereas 15 years ago, my classes got snowed out. Right. And the snow was just as big as it was now. Right. It wasn't any different. Yeah, I'm not sure where that all plays out. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So there's your question answered, buddy. Yeah, you're um, welcome. <laughs> morning. So since you got to do this thing in the morning every morning, yeah. you got to be up pretty early, huh? Yeah, that's like the worst part of my job. Um, I'm usually up at 3. Oof. And uh, I filled in for Morgan Kochmeyer here a couple times this last week, and she's waking up at 1.15 in the morning to get in there. Wow. That's awful. Getting up at 3 is awful, but that's even worse. Um, however... I'm typically home by 11, 30, 12 o'clock every day, That's which nice is too. awesome. But that, so I've been waking up at three o'clock at the latest for the last 22 years. And I can tell you with no doubt that your body never adjusts. And that 
Never at 2.45 do you go, Woo, I've gotten a good <laughs> night's sleep. I feel refreshed. I'm going to go skip around and have a great day. Yeah. Every time that alarm goes off, I'm like, holy crap. I just sent that like 10 minutes ago. How's this going off now? And it's been like that for 22 years. So I don't think we're supposed to be waking up at that time of the day. That's uh, for you, Evan Shy, my trainer who we had on the show, who says you can, once you start getting up early in the morning, you, you just get used to it. Yeah, uh-uh. he's a liar. Yeah, you're not yeah. getting up early and getting used to it. So it's like 10 p.m. for you right now. So, John, you, right. we have him on the show at like 10 or 11 p.m. his yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty much, right. When do you go to sleep normally? Now, that's the other problem. <laughs> said I'm a night owl. Yeah. And so I futz around, and I'm, I don't, if I'm in bed before 10 o'clock, it's typically. A miracle. So, wow, so you sleep four or five going hours. On, yeah, it's going on some fumes, wow. which isn't good. I think we, every week we have a story on about how not getting enough sleep will kill you. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably will. <laughs> Stay tuned. Well, I'm a, I'm a four or five hour a night guy, and um, everybody says eight hours is what you need. But right. I feel like your body does get used to a certain number of sleep. Yeah. I was reading that Tony Robbins sleeps for four or five hours a night, but he has this weird mask he almost sleeps in like a chamber right he's probably got people massaging him he's got so much money telling him sweet things while he's sleeping (laughs) they're actually playing the soothing music in his bedroom (laughs) it's not a it's not a radio it's just someone he's living a different life i think than we do um i love it and you know we we talked a little bit about how awesome the fact that morning news is still actually watched is. And yeah. I really do believe that. I feel like I do it when I'm up in the morning sometimes. I have the TV on and you can listen yeah. to it. Whereas at night, I feel like you're right. Less people do that. Yeah, I think... Um, so what I have seen for myself also is is when... I've got four kids, but our TV set is very rarely on. But when it is on, I feel like all of us might sit down and we all have our phones and we're, it's still kind of background noise and we've already gotten all the news that we've wanted off of our phones. And uh, I think mornings and morning TV, especially for local news, is kind of that only one time of the day where your hands aren't necessarily that free. You're getting dressed, you're getting in the shower, you're making breakfast, you're feeding your kids, and you can't, it, sometimes you just set it down and you're trying to get stuff done and the TV can be on in the background. So I kind of feel like it's, it's that safe place. But once you're up and going and you're out the door, you're getting your alerts on your phone. You're getting everything you need. You don't necessarily need to rush home and say, oh, what's, what's the weather going to be or who won in the Cubs game and stuff like that. That stuff, we all get it immediately. Right. So I think the other part of it that I'm finding more and more fascinating, um, and in some ways, eh, it's fine. Um, I keep meeting people who are like 35 who say, oh, yeah, I watched you when I was 10 or 12 or whatever their number was. I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really old. But I'm also like, that's the nicest compliment, right? Like that people kind of, it's familiar. Uh, I've talked with a lot of people who watch our show and they're like, oh, you've helped me get through hard times when I just needed to be distracted. We'd throw you guys on and you provided us with a laugh. And I know for me, when I wake up in the morning, the last thing I want to see or hear is more tragic news. I don't want to hear about another child that's been killed or a fire that you know has devastated people's life. I want to be informed. I do want to know what's going on in the world, but I don't want to be beat up with sad, tragic news every morning. And so I do think that what I like about our show is that we're able to kind of 
dance. We get the information out that's needed, but we also try to make sure we're leaving enough space to have a little bit of fun. Uh, and hopefully that's a helpful for other people. No, you guys absolutely do. We were talking off air and we have other people here watching on and you guys really, exactly what you said, you give the news because people need it, but you also position it in a, in an attractive way to watch and it's a fun watch and it's not something that you leave watching the show and think to yourself, well, yeah, that was really depressing. I just watched all the bad things that have happened in our great city. Right. I'm going to go right out into traffic now. Yeah. We have a cool question. Um, If not for being a, and this is from Jim, Jim Boswell, if not for being a weatherman, what would you, what would have been your dream job? Mm. You know, I always wanted to play second base for the Cubs. Really? Uh, Yeah. Forever. And uh, yeah, turns out I suck. (laughs) I'm nowhere near good enough to be a, even a minor league ball player. Uh, But that's what I always wanted to do. And uh, I didn't, you know, initially I had these ideas that I wanted to be an actor. Uh, I kind of grew up in this family that part of our, this is really interesting stuff. I grew up in this Austrian family and my family would sing German and Austrian music as this little business that my family had on the side. I'm one of seven kids. And so we'd go perform for like the Oak Park Women's Club and stuff like that. So kind of grew up on the stage in some ways. Um, so I went to the thinking, oh, maybe I want to be an actor. And I have no desire to be an actor. I, I don't know. If I'm not doing this right now, I have no idea what I would want to do. This is, this is the, I, I do have this gift. I am really good at lining up. Uh, chairs like if you've got an auditorium <laughs> and you need to set out 500 folding chairs like I am unbelievable at that unfortunately there's not a ton of money in it and uh, but that's probably the only other thing I would want to do but you got a good voice then right at least when you're singing like oh Austrian yeah I songs. can yeah I can hang hang you in can there hang yeah in there yeah John for time. his birthday I sang him happy birthday as my ah, shout out did. and then he, he I didn't know he was going to do this because I have a terrible voice yeah. I'm like the Britney Spears of karaoke I can oh. perform but I can't sing yeah. But he tagged everything, American Idol, right. The Voice. Yeah. Any calls? No, no, no calls. No calls. Give and it no, time. And my dream was to be an NBA player, and I'm probably further away from playing in the NBA than you are for the Cubs. See a guy my height dunk a basketball. You never know. Um, that's awesome. Did you play baseball as a kid? I did. I just played Little League ball, yeah. just like all the other kids, and didn't have any special talent in it whatsoever. But I tell you, what, I love that game, and I love coaching. Um, I coach my boys teams and I've coached my daughter's softball team at times. And I just love it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, um, I stopped playing when I was a kid too. Eighth grade. I stopped growing and that was the end of my yeah. basketball career. Yeah. And Find something else no more do. of that. I, it stinks that we're out of time. Cause it's, we can keep going a little bit. Sure. Oh, all right. Awesome. John's letting us go past an all hour right, this John. time. That doesn't typically happen. All right. We'll go a little bit longer, but I think we have some more my questions. My sister asked a question. Yeah. She said, she phrased it. She said, uh, why do news shows think we, we won't believe there's a hurricane unless a weatherman is standing yeah. outside standing in, in front of it, yeah. winds and rain? Yeah. I don't get it. You know, <laughs> there were all this visual imagery. And here's the other reality is like these news guys are all driving around trying to find the most dramatic spot yeah. in video. And I think it misrepresents, you know, there's this might be a quarter of a mile area where it's the strongest and it's probably where they should be, but it's not really the most accurate representation of what's going on. But we're in the, I think that's the other thing is that 
We're really ultimately in the business of trying to get women between the age of 18 and 54 to watch our show. Well, you succeeded. Yeah, <laughs> keep working at it. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of shout outs. Um, tons and tons. Debbie said your show is the best way to start each day. Thank She's you, grateful for all of you making her laugh every morning. Um, Diane says he's a Von Trapp family singer. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. That's what I was singing, right? Um, yep. Chrissy said, is there a reboot of Felicity? Will you Ooh. reprise your role yeah. of the bartender? Were you yeah, on there? I was on Felicity, uh, yeah. So this goes to show how another great cross-promotional thing. So this, I think it was the CW or the WB, I don't remember what version of the network letters. we were. Yeah, it was one of those A, B, C, or W. Uh, and so Felicity was on air. It was like the one show that was kind of getting traction on the CW or the WB. And um, so WGN, in this effort to try to get some cross-promotion, get people to watch, uh, they make arrangements for me to make this cameo appearance on Felicity where I'm the bartender. <clears throat> and so I'm out there for like five days. We're running bus board ads that say Paul Conrad starring <laughs> in Felicity. And I've got literally maybe three seconds where I deliver this guy a plate of ribs. And I said, you order the ribs? He says, no. And I turn around and I leave. And he did order the ribs, as far as I can recall. Uh, but we milked that thing uh, for at least three weeks. And if you were not desperately seeking to see me in there, you would have never known I was in there. Oh, that's awesome. The best part of the story, though, is so it's got to be maybe a year and a half later. And I am traveling around the country. No, I'm, in, uh, I'm traveling through Eastern Europe, I think. But I know that I am in either like Volgograd or I'm like one of the most random, like Estonia, I'm in one of those Baltic states. And I'm sitting there watching TV and nothing's in English, but then all of a sudden the episode of Felicity comes on. I'm like, this is Felicity. I'm like, this is the episode that I'm in. And they run it, and as they run the credits, the very first credit says, starring Paul Conrad. I'm like, oh, that awesome. is spectacular. So that was at that point that I realized that I was an international sex symbol. Yeah. And it wasn't just it's national, it's international, yeah. So. Like the Tom Cruise here. Yeah. Just real quick, when you, uh, when you were doing that line and you were holding out the, yeah. the 10 yeah. thing of ribs to Mo, yeah. I thought Mo had actually ordered ribs. You thought so that awesome. good. It was that, that good. Yeah. I, I was like, the support. you ordered yeah. ribs? When yeah. did you do that? Right. How did you even think to order them? Yeah, I know. It's yeah. crazy. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. We that. found his other calling if he wasn't going to yeah. do that. Yeah, go back to selling ribs. Yeah, well, back to acting. Yeah. <laughs> we're I'll, start, I'll go to back. Carson's for a while, sell their ribs, and they'll go from there. We have uh, Sharon said, you're a treasure and hope you stay for many more years. Ah, thank you. You Sharon. are very relatable to all the guy, uh, to all the guys out there. My husband can attest to that. Smiling and laughing is part of our morning ritual. My husband is one of 12 kids. Are you part of your brother's beef jerky company? Ooh. Um, I'm not a uh, part of it, but I promote it every chance I get. So I've got the, my oldest brother, he lives in Portland and he drives around the United States finding like small local jerky makers and then has started up this subscription of jerky of the month. Like he'll go to Texas and find some guy. And then when you sign up for the jerky, conradcrates.com, conrad with a K, crates with a K.com. 
every month I get a box of jerky at my house from some different state. And it's a subscription service. And it's really awesome. Mike, Mike, I love it. My kids love it. That's awesome. Uh, and it's a cool thing. And But I'm not getting any revenue out of it. But nonetheless, it's my brother. Being a big, big, good, big, bigger little brother. A big brother. Big brother. How yeah. many siblings? I've got uh, three sisters and three brothers. Oh, big family. Yeah. Yeah. Busy. And um, I am thankful for each of them. We all have nice relationships, and it's good to be with them. Are they uh, all over the country? Uh, my oldest brother is in Portland. My... Second brother is in uh, La Jolla. Then I've got a brother here in Johnsburg, and then a couple sisters here, and a sister in Wisconsin. So kind of scattered. Yeah, scattered around a little bit. And um, one last question from Jim. Jim's got a lot of good questions. Boy, Jim, what's the funniest skitter joke you remember in the past twenty-two years? Ooh. He had to put out there twenty-two years on you. Yeah, uh, one of my favorites is we were <laughs> we were doing some uh, stupid skit that. Mike Bars, who was our sports guy at the time, he was right after Bill Weir. Uh, he was <laughs> doing this scene where he was delivering a pizza. We were trying to act this stupid scene out, and he had this fake mustache and wig on, and he had the pizza. And as we're getting everything glued on, the two of us start giggling and laughing, and somehow or other he snorts half the fake mustache up his nostril. <laughs> and they're waiting for us to come on. So we get out there, but somehow or other this mustache in his nostril became this gigantic long, for lack of a better word, long loogie booger that's dangling off of his face. And I'm looking at him thinking, I cannot... I could not even say a word, so I'm giggling, he's giggling. I don't even know how it ended, uh, but it was just one of those where you're like, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. That's a memorable moment. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I, John, do we have anything else that we got to – I know we're over the hour. I don't know how, how long – I can go with this guy for the next two, three, four oh, hours. I, oh, this is fun. People writing in fun stuff. Uh, but no, I'm. Thank you. you know, it's been it's been great having him. I I know you've got a baseball game. You have to go yeah. coach, yeah, 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 so yeah. I don't want to I don't want to keep you too long. Uh, Conrad Crates is Crates with a K yeah. as well. So it's ConradCrates.com. Okay. Yeah, good. we can. Um, we'll definitely put that into the um, uh, to the video, or at least yeah. we'll put it up in the uh, comment section because we have a lot of people watching and commenting. So yeah. that's awesome. I love jerky. I'm gonna go take a yeah, look. Yeah, take at a look. It's good stuff. Look at it. Yeah. And they just deliver it to your home? Comes right in the box. My son and I open it up every month together. We actually awesome. open it up yeah, online. Like video, right? Yeah, we do it on Facebook Live, and it's just a fun thing, and it's great. It's yeah, Cootie, shout out to him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah, get some for up. myself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it into the studio, and you and I can have some. Awesome. Very good. Maybe, uh, maybe Paul could bring it. We'll all sit around and sample. Yeah. Eat jerky together. <laughs> be great. We have uh, his on-hair haircut. With the flow beat. Ooh, yeah. Somebody said that. What's, what's that? So that goes go? back. Oh, that's when I had hair. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we were test every so often, we test out stupid products, sure. right? And so this one <laughs> time, I had a good, nice, full head of hair. And Larry's tries out the flow beyond me. And he, I don't know if he got distracted or <laughs> what happened, but he took a good divot 
of hair like completely out so i had regular hair and then i had this one vacuum hose size patch right here where there was no more hair that was kind of the beginning of the uh, end for the hair for me but that was another good one but you have a good bald head thank you you do so i i've shaved my head before yeah when i was younger i have a terrible bald head ah. luckily i don't think i'm balding because if i do yeah. i'm in a whole yeah. lot of trouble yeah. well, then you go to wearing a hat yeah that's what i would do always <laughs> everywhere i go thank you so much for being on my Paul. pleasure this was a blast i had a lot of thank fun I, honestly we could talk to this guy for two three hours um we'll see you guys again next week wednesday um we might be switching the time around i don't know yet john i'm gonna chat with john about it because i am flying away to london next week for my cousin's wedding oh, shout out to him i'll give him a shout out too on uh next wednesday but i had a blast with paul i had a blast with jennifer thank you so much for being yep. on for this was on. this was a lot of fun thank you thank you thank you are we done i'm all i'm all done i mean i don't i don't want him to miss his game and i, I could keep him for two more hours <laughs> all right in three two one